Welcome to Ariane Talks and Jazz, welcome back on one of the uh, episodes. Great to have you here. It's good to be back. Um, so for everyone who may have not heard you on a previous episode, can you just introduce yourself and tell uh, everyone listening a little bit about what it is that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, if you haven't seen me from past episodes, um, my name on TikTok is The Spiritual Shoddy. It's pretty much my main platform. I talk a lot about um, how to combine kind of like spiritual teachings with like the law of attraction and helping people manifest their dream lives. Um, And yeah, it's pretty much me. (laughs) My other stuff will be linked down below if you want to find like my YouTube or my Instagram. But um, yeah, I have a lot of fun talking with Ari and we have a lot in common to just spew at y'all and a lot to put in y'all's heads. So I'm excited. (laughs) Let's do this. So much. And I remember we kind of, we didn't even originally connect to do a podcast or podcast episodes. We just realized that, oh my God, we've just talked for like four hours and it would have been a great podcast. And we were like, we should do right. an episode. We should definitely do an episode. And yeah, I think this is it now. Like we, <laughs> we even said before this, we were like, listen, let's catch up on the episode. Cause we'll probably talk really, really cool stuff. And we'll be like, oh, this should be in it. But we're there now. So one of the things I wanted to start talking about, which uh, we both mentioned is the current energy, uh, which the collective energy at the moment, which is a lot to do with resting and this Mm -hmm. is something that not only have I felt and I've been going through but uh, I kind of got a slap in the face by the universe about this to kind of tell me to rest and when you messaged me that was the kind of slap in the face from the universe so you were the communication that kind of got me there to be like stop doing everything and just rest but yeah i realized like my to-do list is always like two pages long and i was busting away working really hard as i always do and i kind of got into this mode where i don't know i wasn't really enjoying what i was doing um and it wasn't because of what it is it was more because I was a little bit run down, but I was just, I just kept going. I was unaware of what was actually going on. This whole journey is about becoming aware. And one of the things that I usually remind people is, you know, they'll see someone like myself that's posting on social media, that's, you know, getting uh, a following. And, and there's this misconception that like, you know, I, I don't still, I'm still not, there's still not certain parts or things that I'm still unaware of, you know, and it happens so much. And this was one of the biggest things. And it was kind of like a slap in the face to get me to rest. And it was very much needed. I, I'm, I'm still in it now. I think there's how many days, there's about three or four days left in the month. And I said to myself, I'm going to rest till the rest of the month. Yeah. And I was, and I'm nearly there now, but I haven't taken on any extra work. I've kind of had to rest, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, but how have you found the whole energy and everything with that? You know, I actually want to comment on something that you had said about people will not realize that when you have a following, that doesn't mean that you're not still learning. Mm -hmm. You know, um, a lot of people will get caught up and I mean, like creators will get caught up in thinking that because I'm helping other people, I'm technically doing my job so it's okay that i'm not taking a break because this is my job but you'll forget that you can kind of get like a high off of helping people and just because it's making you so excited and all these people trust what you're saying doesn't mean that you don't have to reflect anymore and you know I want to say that in general, the numerology of the year 2023, it's a seven year. Whenever we're in the year of a seven, it means reflect. It means slow down. And so pretty much this entire year is about reflecting and slowing down and taking the time to realize that what you're building towards is going to require putting your head down, build uh, digging out some of those emotions that are still like hiding down low keeping you from getting to your goals bringing them to the surface and releasing them and then figuring out what to do next and again as a creator 
when you have so many people that trust your word and they're always asking you for questions or are always asking you questions about what they should be doing and you've usually got the answers it doesn't mean that you have all the answers we are human beings we are forever healing and even though we have a lot of the answers because we do that healing we you know i say healers have to heal themselves to heal the masses mm. and you'll never be able to continue to teach so long as you aren't allowing yourself those breaks to learn you know the the fool thinks he's a wise man whereas the wise man knows himself to be a fool yeah yeah oh i resonate with that so much um i i i had a few client calls i think it was last week actually and the subject came up of that exact thing one of the m- biggest misconceptions that the healing community or people on the healing journey is like once you find your worth you 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 know you you feel worthy and yes you do but that doesn't mean all parts of you do and i right. and i remember i was like i've been i'm i've been hardcore healing for a long time and i'm continuously like there is not an emotion that comes up that i am not curious about that i don't question i'm continued because that's how i use my system now my human being and even though i've been doing it so much practicing so much self-love and i found my worth and i've you know i'm here i think last week or two weeks ago i did a healing session and this part of me aggressively hated me and i mean like aggressively hated me and it was such a huge shock and it kind of reminded me again to be like look you are unaware of these parts of you and when you say unaware people you don't really tend to understand it's just like oh i kind of don't know it's like no you have no idea it is not in your conscious awareness just like you're not conscious of you beating your heart but that is what you're doing it's happening in the unconscious parts of you and i always use the example of if you're in a pitch black room and it's filled with furniture it's still there but you are unaware of the furniture that's in there because it's completely pitch black and again that's right. why we call it shadow work because it's like the part in the shadow it's the part mm-hmm. of you that you are unaware of which you bring to the light of your consciousness so when i brought that part of myself to the light of my consciousness it was like wow even though i've practiced so much self love and i've been healing so much like it was a kind of a look you know i i realized even though it was something i knew but it just backed it up even more that like wow no part of me has ever hated me as much as this part and this happened after i found my worth right right and that's you know like you said you can find worthiness in yourself in so many aspects of your life but much like we know ourselves to be made up of all these aspects just because a lot of them understand your worth doesn't mean that all of them do and you know i love explaining this uh the analogy that you just used about being in a pitch black uh room and not being able to see those things because what i see most often when um i have clients come to me for shadow work is they will be completely unaware that something has even gone down in their experience and when i say unaware i mean like you said there was no awareness and people will say well i didn't have any childhood trauma you know i had a great upbringing i i know for a fact that it couldn't have been this it couldn't have been that and in doing a deep dive into their subconscious something will come up and they'll end up just like losing control of their emotions and crying completely and i'm like yeah I'll let it out and they'll be like i didn't even know that bothered me i didn't know that made me mad i didn't know i was upset about that and i'm like yeah we also don't know that a lot of the things that are considered trauma are we always take it to the extremes and we think if it's not like something crazy that you never had trauma you could have parents that care about you that still put you through trauma yeah. like you know it, it's just it's crazy how a lot of us will go through life completely unaware because it's baby steps you know the the smaller things that you allow yourself to heal that you are aware of then your subconscious will start to get the point it starts to follow through once you're opening certain doors and you're saying hey i'm ready it lets through 
the light to heal those aspects of you. And once you've healed a certain amount of aspects, your subconscious thinks you're more ready for the bigger ones and it'll start opening the door to those. But a lot of the time, we'll so we'll swear, we'll swear that we're good. And it's like that's not that's not how it works, you know? You're never going to be done healing. This is part of the human experience and it will get easier and it will be more peaceful, but you're never going to be done. You're always learning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um when I I resonate so much with that. I remember my earliest healing memory. That your subconscious actually remembers every single moment of your life, every single second of your life from the moment you were in your mother's womb. And that was my earliest healing memory whilst in my mother's womb. I was born in 85 in Iran and very, very much uh, around the war time and what was going on in the country with that culture anyway. There was so much fear-based um control regardless and i remember my mom actually uh i was unplanned and she had a slight concern about me coming into the world it was a slight concern not that she didn't want me or anything mm-hmm. and i felt that and i felt and i remember when i went to when i was doing the healing i became her but me the best oh yeah you explained yeah yeah yeah. and i felt her slight concern but in the moment in the womb i felt that concern and i made that mean that i'm not wanted Mm -hmm. and that that was traumatizing for me obviously the emotional trauma so you know emotional trauma is distress without resolution emotional distress without resolution so like you said it's not only when the big things happen it's when a lot of smaller or we would see as smaller things happen and that was my earliest trauma that i personally have been back to um lots when i was a child as well but i remember one when i was in a cot and i visually saw this one and it was I don't usually visually see it. For me, it's more of a knowing through imagination. But I visually saw this one, and it was when my mom walked out of my uh, my eyeline, eyesight, eyeline, out of sight, out of sight. Yeah, and that traumatized me. It's not the big, big stuff where she was. Yeah, yeah, and 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 why, like you know this is where attachment styles are formed, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're very, very young, because even though once again, people don't recognize that that's trauma. If the baby at any point inherits the behavior of their caretaker to be less loving, less, uh, less accepting, less validating, and they're not getting what they felt they needed because, Mm -hmm. you know, at that point you're just an emotional being. You don't understand human concepts yet. Then you will internalize that how it feels in the moment it doesn't matter what logic you Mm -hmm. put to it because you know you can't solve emotional crises with logic they don't blend so you know in that moment where you're feeling like you were unwanted even if that's not what happened that is what you decided yeah 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 absolutely and it's interesting a lot of people that i talk to are blown away when i tell them that they're like what we're that aware as children, like, yes, we are super, super aware we're still in the womb. Like when we come out of the womb, the moment we're born, we're very, very aware as a child. And that's why we give lots of meaning. My biggest trauma, what I mean by biggest is um, the one that I've gone back to the most. So I'll do mm-hmm. like a healing session. I'll go back to that. I'll do another one later on. I'll go back to that. Another one. And like the one I've gone back to the most was when I was two months old. And that's when my granddad died. Mm. That was my biggest one. And, and I, I can understand that because the energy of the collective household would be so overwhelming. And, you know, obviously trying to split taking care of a two-month-old while Mm. also processing the death of somebody that you cared so much for, you're going to feel 
the emotions of your caretakers very heavily. And that's once again, if you don't have any, you know, cognizance about what's really going on, that leads you to believe you did something wrong because you're losing some of the attention, the affection, the validation that you needed. And it's not that you did anything wrong, but you don't know any better. You only know what you feel. 100%. um, And it was, I know this sounds a bit, you know, because obviously anyone who dies, anyone's dad is very, very much, you know, it's not like, oh, one's better than the other, one's more than the other or anything like that. My granddad was such a well-known man. I think like, um, like two towns came to his funeral because he he used to help that many people, which makes sense in terms of why (laughs) I chose this path and the family line. I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. But, um, that effect that it had on my caregivers, on my mom especially, was monstrous. And I was breastfeeding in that time as well, and that wasn't happening. So there was a lot that happened. But that was, yeah, the the awareness as a child for all of us is huge. But we currently live in a time where we'll look at a child and be like, oh, he'll be all right. They don't know anything. They do. They, they know do. more than we do. <laughs> <laughs> they know a lot. But, uh, yes. So going back to resting, kind of swayed away from that. Uh, how have you been resting since kind of learning that you need to rest? Or how did it even come into your existence? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know, I run my own website. Um, pretty much I'm overall just a healer, but I do a lot on there, you know, like tarot readings, um, shadow work sessions, um, dream interpretations, whatever you need. But in doing that for others, I was starting to realize that even though this is my passion, I love helping people. I enjoy being there for people and walking them through their journeys. I would get angry every time I got another booking and I would dread every second up to the point where I had to sit with the client. And even though I would put on a fake face and I would get through the appointment, it didn't sit right with me because I love what I do and nobody deserves my half-ass energy because I am in a bad space. And when I started to realize that I was overwhelmed with every booking that I got and I was no longer excited to do what I love, I realized I had to change something. And I've been through this once before. And so it wasn't necessarily new to me to know that as humans, we need to take breaks. So what I did was I closed off my website for the entire month of April. I finished out the bookings I had through the 7th because that's around the time I closed it. And I just sat with myself. And at first it was hard. It was, it's very hard when you're still in the mindset of like, oh, I need to make money. I need to make sure that everything is okay and blah, blah, blah. But I promise you anybody who's needing to take a break from something that they're doing that's overwhelming them, you're not going to lose all your progress by taking time for yourself. And what I did was after a few days of just kind of watching TV or just kind of like trying to do mindless things, like I was playing Angry Birds a lot on my phone. Like I was just kind of like trying to zone out from the fact that I wasn't working. And then I would still try to like make TikToks, but they would just not go well. Like my, um, my, the TikToks would like post with no sound or they get put like for a violation when I didn't even put music on them. It would just, it would make no sense. So I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do anything. So I'm going to have to figure out something else to do. I don't know if you can see it very well, but I started painting again. So those four paintings, up there um i started um i picked that back up so i was like okay i used to enjoy this last time i took a major break off from working and um dealing with people as a whole i picked up painting so um I did it again. And I started to find that this is one of my biggest passions for being in the present moment because a lot of the time I'm not. And that's okay. You know, it's it's not a big deal. Like I've seen one of your videos too, where you actually helped me through understanding that it's kind of not logical to think that you're always going to be in the present moment. Yeah. And, um, you know, but painting does help me do that. And in a way where I'm always in my head, it is so relaxing to be able to just have to pay very close attention to what I'm articulating on this canvas to make sure that nothing gets messed up. Mm -hmm. And I'm making it like my own creation onto this canvas. And um, yeah, I just pretty much started doing things that felt 
fun that felt mindless then i i tried to take up um eating new things and practicing mindful eating and just really being slow with enjoying the flavors but pretty much slow activities and things that i could zone out but enjoy at the same time so you were taking in life yes exactly that's a way to say it (laughs) yeah and that's that's amazing like that's super super powerful because look right we're here for that we're not actually here to work really hard and you know we lit with the desire is the life is to be we are human beings Beings, (laughs) not doing yeah yeah and you know and when you were saying that so much resonated because the same thing happened to me and yes look for anyone listening in terms of there are definitely some people that can do this more comfortably than others because of their financial situation, because of other situations. And that's true. But this is more of a case of you're creating the reality that you're experiencing and what you're observing, how you're being, what you unconsciously, how you're unconsciously being are all playing a role. And by resting and by essentially being kind of extreme to the degree where you've stopped your website, you've done this. Not only has it brought to your awareness, the unconscious parts of yourself that weren't really in your awareness when we were kind of like, all right, do, 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 do. They were just kind of in the background going, Hey, I'm still creating reality as well here. Like, Hey, how you doing? But yeah, it's more of a case of, okay, look, you want this other reality. Go for it. It's like, okay, I really have to go for it. What do I want? What do I want in my life? Why am I even working so hard? It's so I can just relax and be and enjoy. It's like, yeah. so why don't I? <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to relax and be and enjoy. No, no, but I, w- I want to work really hard. So then I've got this really nice car and then I've got a yacht and I've got a speedboat and I can do this. Well, yeah, they will be enjoyable as well. But that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy today or tomorrow. You know, right. it doesn't mean you can't find so You paint it. Yes. And that is your joy. My joy. Funny enough, you said that. Tomorrow, I was meant to do it today. Tomorrow, I'm going to go buy canvases, paint. And I had the same idea. I was like, it's like I'm going to paint. <laughs> like I've not, I've always wanted to, but I've not because I've been busy, you know. Right. And, and, and it is such an illusion. You have to prioritize um, what matters to you in those moments. And I want to touch on what you said about some people do have more comfort in their financial situation to take those breaks. And I'm not going to ignore that at all because I've only recently in the last year had that comfort. I didn't have that before this point, but it's still, no matter what your financial situation is, it's up to you to decide, am I going to come home from work and mindlessly scroll on my phone, Mm. which is filling my brain with whether I mean for it to or not comparisons to other people's lives. Am I going to, continue to put myself in this situation where I truly believe that I have to work in order to enjoy my life Mm -hmm. later? Or am I going to consciously take this time that I have now after work, maybe after dinner between bedtime and now to just find something that gives me joy or wake up at five in the morning before my kids are awake and take the time to do something when the whole world is still sleeping just for myself. Even if it's just for an hour, you just have to make the time because I know that you spend a lot of time scrolling on your phone at certain points. I know that you'll spend a lot of time talking with friends about what other people are up to. You can change out those habits to being present with just yourself. And in doing that, you are preaching through your vibration that you want to just be and when you allow that vibration to go out into the universe it's a magnet and what comes back to you is the universe saying oh you want to just live your life that's what you came here to do i'm going to arrange some things so you can do that Mm -hmm. and maybe 
you end up making, you get a raise at work. So you don't have to work as many days or, you know, there's anything could happen, but you would have to first take the steps. You can't just keep saying you want to do it. Mm -hmm. I keep thinking of um, Eat, Pray, Love, where I can't remember the quote, but when she was in Italy, they were like, you Americans are so funny. Like you guys don't allow yourselves to just enjoy your day. Like you, you would have to believe that you have to earn the the joy of living. You mm -hmm. you believe that you have to go burn out in order to just have the freedom to just enjoy your day. It's so crazy that you don't just let yourself live. And that's really what it is. You just, you have to find the time. It reminds me of the story of the fisherman. Have you heard that one? Mm -mm. So now I don't know if this is the exact story, but the story that I'm going to say still makes the point. Um, there's a fisherman, I think, on the beach of Jamaica. And uh, this guy in a suit walks past and he's like, oh, is that your boat? And he's like, yeah. And he's just laying down on the beach, relaxing, just looking out at the ocean, just enjoying his day. And he was like, how did you do today? He goes, oh, I had a really good day. Like, got a lot of fish. He's like, oh, oh do, you, do you regularly do well? He goes, yeah, I always do well. Like, everyone knows I'm, I do really, really well. And he goes, oh, well, you know, you could get more staff. And he goes, well, why would I want to get more staff? He goes, oh, well, if you get more staff, you'll be able to, you know, do more, get more fish and bring them in. And he goes, why would I want to do that? He goes, well, then you can, you know, earn more money and then you can get another boat. And then this other boat, you could get even more staff and then they could get you. And then you're doubling the amount of like loads of fish that you're bringing in. And he's like, well, why would I want to do that? He goes, well, then you can like get like an entire fleet, get like loads of boats and everything and then have your name on the side of them and all of them can go out and get all this fish. And then, you know, you have this huge company. He goes, yeah, but why would I do that? He goes, well, when you do that, then you can just lay back and relax and enjoy your life. He's like, that's what I'm doing now. Yep. When I heard that, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was a long time ago I heard that, but that was one of the things that really kind of like, it was a slap in the face to like, yeah. But at the same time, that story is very, very true and it makes sense. But I've also been that person who's heard that story and gone, well, I can't do that. I can't, I can't yep. feel like that. I don't feel like that right now. Like, even though I logically understand that and I logically know it, I'm going to try and rest. I'm going to try and relax. And I can't. And my thoughts were all over the place. I, you know, I was in a lot of self-hate. I was really living in survival. And as invalidating as these stories can be, it's not like if you're not doing them, you're failing. You're no you're you're incapable this is more like the goal of what we're trying to reach the goal of what we're trying to do. i there is not a chance in hell that i would be able to rest if i hadn't healed if i hadn't understood how i work understood why i couldn't rest when i was just with my thoughts and what that meant what these thoughts are these are not thoughts these are parts of myself having thoughts and these are the wounded parts of myself so i learned that okay well this is i learned how to heal the wounded parts of myself which reduced the amount of hateful thoughts and i increased self-love and eventually after healing and healing and healing i eventually got to a place where i could enjoy resting yes and that's essentially the goal this isn't it's not like oh, if you can't do these things, then you're not able to, or you're doing wrong. It's, this is what we're working towards. You're here to actually enjoy being. Right now, you're wounded and you're hurt. But that doesn't mean you can't be in a place where you're not wounded and you're able to rest able to just be and find joy in having your feet on the grass and just looking at the sky yes yes you brought so much up in uh in me as you were telling all of the stories that you just told but especially when you said that you understood that logically but it didn't change the fact that you said but i can't mm -hmm. and what instantly hit me was like you just said 
you're not failing or doing anything wrong. Everybody hits the point of surrendering to flow at a different point in their life. And it also takes a different level of, you know, for some people, it can be destruction in their current cycle that brings them to realizing, yeah, this isn't working. And for other people, it can just be a simple, you know, I learned that lesson, didn't like how it felt. I'm going to make a change. Some people learn faster that they can up and make that change. And some people have wounds that hurt more Mm -hmm. that they don't believe that they can just up and make that change. And one of the things that really, really, really stuck with me, I heard this quote the other day where this person said, change happens when the pain of staying the same hurts more than the pain of taking the risk to change. And I was like, yeah, no, for a lot of humans, that is what happens. And it doesn't have to happen that way. But you would actually have to have your belief system aligned with the fact that it'll be okay Mm -hmm. for you to feel comfortable making the change. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I laugh because this is on my YouTube channel right now. I have a video on here called how to be confident that I made when I had done zero healing and zero shadow work. And in the video, I was so hypocritical towards my current state because I had done nothing to heal. And I I remember saying the quote, so long as you continue to believe that your happiness is in the future by telling yourself, oh, I can rest once I get here. I all, um, I'll have all these things once I work to get to that point. You're continuing to say, that your happiness exists in the future. Therefore, it will always be in the future. Because if you're saying it's not now, you're not taking the time to do things for yourself now, you're not going to see it now. You're going to continue to see it in the future because you believe that it has to be harder to get to that point. But like you said, it takes everybody a different level of being ready to surrender to that before mm-hmm. that comes in. And I laugh when I look at my old videos because I was the one who wanted to be the healer so bad because I knew it was my life purpose. Well, not my purpose. The purpose is living, but it was definitely my mission to want to help others. And I knew that my whole life. So I would sit there and try to learn everything I could. And my logical brain was like, okay, we get it. So we can teach people. But that's not how it works, because if you don't feel it yet, you haven't allowed yourself to get it on an emotional, on a spiritual level. You can't actually see the progress just because you logically understand it. So, yeah, you you absolutely have to align your logic and emotional brain with each other. We actually touched upon this last time we spoke. Remember, we were talking about where you get to that place where you're like, I don't care about the bill is not being paid. I don't care. Like I'm in so much pain that all I care about is peace now. Like yeah. the, it's so much that I don't. So that's, that's in the, in alignment with what you're saying as well. You know, some, some people get to that place before they make the change where staying in the same place is not an option anymore. And trust me, pretty much all the clients that I talk to say that it's like, yeah, it's not working anymore. And that's why I've reached out and I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. You know, um, yeah. it's, it's either figure it out or, well, I mean, for me personally, it was either figure it out or kill myself. And right. I have a son. So I was like, damn it, I can't kill myself. You know, so I had to figure, it, figure out. it out. Yeah, I yeah. got to figure it out. And I did. And, but it was, it was my time to, you know, time. It was my time. Oh, I've been talking so much about time recently on my social media. Yes. So much. We should definitely talk about it. I know you and I actually haven't talked about time away from, well, the podcast, even Uh, when we have a chat together. But I've been getting so many teachings and downloads recently regarding time. And it's something that I've always wanted to know about. So when I first started learning, like, hang on, the universe talks to me? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, what about this? And then they send me the answer. So oh, what about this? They send me the answer. And then I was like, I want to learn about time. <laughs> Why is nothing coming through? It's like, tell me about time. I wasn't ready. Like, I wasn't ready to understand it. And currently, the way that I understand it, I'm struggling to human it. Because it, it's... It's hard for humans to get. Like it really, really is. So I'm actually I'm I'm gonna post and ask for if anyone does animations 
because mm -hmm. I want to create an animation. I can do videos, but I can't do video about time. <laughs> so I want right. to kind of do like animations and it's the best way that I can kind of, you know, talk about it. But I've just done a video. It's on my YouTube channel, actually, about time. And it's not the full story, but basically, time is not, there's no such thing as the past. There's no such thing as the future. Only the present moment exists. Any reference you have to the past, whether you watch something and by watching a, a video of the past, you're living in the imagination of the past, of what you're seeing. When you talk about the past, you're talking, every reference you have, whether you're watching it, you're, you're thinking about it. It's a thought. Same with the future. Any reference you have of the future, you may be catastrophizing or even trying to imagine a future that you want is a thought. Every single reference to the past and to the future are thoughts. If you don't have those thoughts, and this isn't me saying you shouldn't have those thoughts, but I'm saying if you don't have those thoughts, then they don't exist. The past doesn't exist. The past only exists because you're thinking about it. The past has been and gone, doesn't exist. And whenever you get to any point in the future, it becomes the present moment. And they're all thoughts. So only the now. What we're doing, we live in space-time. We're in this 3D space and we're using time to go through different realities. So if I'm imagining or manifesting, creating, essentially what manifesting is, you're always manifesting, it's always on, it's never off. It's like gravity, like gravity is always on. So when I'm manifest, I'm constantly going through realities, billions a second. And, um, if I'm, I'm using my imagination, my awareness, uh, my observation to kind of steer me going through all of these realities to the reality that I want. So if I'm imagining myself, you know, uh, manifesting, let's say, a car or a house or being on stage talking to thousands of people... What I'm actually doing is I'm using time to direct myself to go to the reality where I'm doing that, that changes my present moment to that reality. I don't, yes. I don't bring that reality to me and then I arrive in that. I'm nope. shifting me through all of these realities and going, no, I want to go here. Boom. I've changed my present moment to that reality now. Yes, literally. I I kind of feel like I might be able to human this just a little bit easier for you because no. I had an intense um, claircognizant download the other day. So what you were saying is all completely valid. I started learning about time by understanding, like you said, the past doesn't exist, the future doesn't exist. The only thing that is real is the present moment. You're right about the fact that we're always traveling through imagination to arrive at destinations. Um, so something that dawned on me, people talk about deja vu all the time. And I'm, you know, I usually just dismiss whatever. I mean, I understand that it's a real thing. But when I had this download, I've never felt more clear in my entire life. Like I'm about to cry right now because it's so intense to me. So I have been trying to understand time for quite some time, right? And I finally realized when I had a moment of deja vu, like it was like um, my pineal gland just opened and spirit just put a download in my head. And it was like, what happens is that we live an eternal existence where it is impossible for the soul to die. You are always alive. However, according to the Akashic records, everything that has ever happened, everything that has ever been thought of that will ever happen and that is happening has already happened. Everything is all happening simultaneously. And if that is the case, we've got to understand that if a human lifetime is only about a hundred years on earth, then when you're on the other side, 
it's only about three minutes long in, you know, if we're trying to put time in a space mm. where it doesn't exist. So what's actually happening when you're experiencing deja vu is that I have already lived and died as Jasmine Rose. Sure, you can perceive that I am talking to you right now. That's awesome. But I've already died. What's happening is that my soul is traveling through the memories of Jasmine Rose to re-experience certain things that I have lived through. And it can also experience my lifetime as a rock and an octopus and as some random person back in 1942. Because all we're doing is traveling through fucking memories. We're not really here, yeah. but we're here yeah. because it's all happening right fucking now. Mm. Like when I got that download, I just I couldn't even like sit still <laughs> because I realized like it's never, ever been that deep. I'm not really here. If I want to live in a different reality than the one I'm living in right now, then I would have to start putting out vibrations as Jasmine Rose that would allow me to arrive in that reality that I want to be in. That's when people say they quantum left because mm -hmm. what's happening is that you start changing patterns and habits that are keeping you in this one memory, this one era of your memory, and you realize that you're going to have your soul travel to that other space of a whatever possibility of a future that you were looking to have because anything is possible. We only come to earth to manifest yeah. so it will you know create that's the whole point so it's like if that's the case and we're just traveling through memories then nothing is stopping you from moving from where you are now to your dream life your yeah. future dream already exists you just have to align to it yes. like and i heard something today and i can't remember who it was but it was perfect and shockingly that i heard it today because we're talking about it now and this is why that a really good representation of understanding that everything is happening at once is do you know like the old school cinema um theater cameras that mm -hmm. uh have like the frames and it's the you can like hear it it's spinning and basically what it's doing is it's moving the frame frame after frame after frame after frame like that now if you yeah. if you do that you'll see like the cartoon walking if you move the frame, the next frame, the next frame, and you'll see it. But if you stop it and take the film out and like hold it up, you will see each frame. That yes. is what it means as a really good representation of looking at the frames is what it is of like everything is happening at once. Because as the soul, you're looking at the frames. It's you're looking at them all at the same time. Uh, it's happening at the same time. You're looking at them all at the same time. So I can see this frame where, you know, the cartoon's right leg is behind him at the same time that I can look at this frame where his right leg is in front of him. Yes. And you, like you said, you can choose, all right, I'm going to go to this one. I'm going to go to this one. No, I'm going to go to this one. But the frames is all possibilities of everything. Yes. That exists. Yes. Yes. And I've always talked about, you know, like in science that we, and I had this thought before I even woke up, you know, and it makes sense because there were so many downloads I had before I woke up. I just thought, like, oh, this is a funny thought. It's not true, though, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, you know, like you hear in science and, and you go, all possibilities, like, uh, you know all realities everything is possible and we know that from what we've done in science and everything i always thought like whoa they like where let's look at us like in a in a program in a computer simulation or something i was like whoa our scientists like figured out some code in our reality they like they they gone oh this code exists this code where it allows yeah. us to create anything that we want but at the same time it's like okay well it it there is the possibility of having anything or anything being existing like it just allows you to do that but that means i have free reign to steer this reality that i'm creating anywhere that i want up down left right yeah. sideways anything but what i'm experiencing is this way now we're going this way 
now I'm going this way, now I'm going up, now I'm going down. And that's where kind of free will comes in. The possibility is there, but to understand that you still have free will as, as well is that you're just going through all the possibilities and experiencing the possibilities in as me here now in this kind of like Ariane. That doesn't mean the other Ariannes don't exist and those possibilities right. aren't there as well. But this Ariane here, me, is experiencing this one. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I love when we talk. I get so many downloads as well as every time we do like uh, an episode or even have a chat, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. It's it's insane. Um, you know, I, I just like to tell people really just focus on what you feel, not about the logic behind it, because you will talk yourself out of believing the truth to all of the secrets in the universe if you try too hard to use the logic that you've been taught. And if you never question why you were taught the way you were in the first place, you're really never going to get it. Like I've had people say like, you know, like where are the peer review studies on this? How are you going to prove that that's what happens? And it's like, dude, my life is fucking proof. I have seen miracles more than 20 times happen when I started believing in things that people told me were impossible. Mm. And it, it's just, it's crazy, like the way that the world actually works. But like you were saying, if you're not ready to hear it yet, you're not going to understand it. No. Because when I had that download, I was like, like I said, I got up, I was walking around the room, I was going crazy. My partner was right there with me. We were like head to head, like, dude, that's what it is. That's what it is. And it's just because when we were a little less awake, our brains would not even have computed it. It, w it just wouldn't have. It's not even your brain. Sorry, your soul. Your soul has to feel that truth inside of you but when you're blocking that with all of the things that have been taught to you all the brainwashing all of your expectations of how the world works you can't feel that as a truth mm -hmm. but when you start to resonate with your higher self when you start to listen to your intuition and your guide and you follow the things that seem a little more taboo your soul starts to feel more alive because you're tapping in to the frequency of your higher self. And the more that you allow yourself to be who you truly are inside, the limitless potential that is you, you allow the ideas through because mm -hmm. you can't even hear them when you don't believe in them. And when I started realizing that, I was like, that's why people say, I've been here before, I've done this before, I've said this before. Because this whole life has already happened. I'm just traveling through the memories of it. I have done this before. I have been here before. Right. It's, it's really interesting you say that. And this is a great way of kind of keeping people asleep, let's say, maybe. You know, um, if you create your own reality, but then you're so programmed to need proof away from you from someone else that you create your own reality it's like but you cr you create your own reality you can only give you proof i can't give yeah. you proof because i'm not creating your reality it can't yes. happen but like you know we're, we're very much still in the age of well you know science is everything and science you know if science says it then first of all science pretty much is saying it anyway at this point uh like pretty much second of all all you need to do and, and obviously yes your belief system is huge because your belief system is what is creating your reality yes your thoughts but like your your thoughts create your beliefs and your thoughts send out the signal your emotions bring it back in uh, and I've got a really good example about that, which I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. But if you think about it like this, right? Everything in this reality is reality. This pen that I'm holding is reality. That phone is reality. The table is reality. The food is reality. My hand is reality. Your eyes are reality. You are not the mind. You're not the body, you're not the feelings, and you're not the thoughts. You are the conscious driver. The conscious driver is in this reality. The conscious driver that you are, your consciousness, your soul, is 
in this reality is a part of this reality. If you can go within and find you, it's more accurate of you will you will see reality because you yes. are reality. But we're all about, okay, the scientist needs to use part of the reality to do something else to another part of the reality to then prove what reality is. It's like, but you already are reality. You right, literally right. are reality. Like if you go within and find you, you will see reality. And you'll see what you are. You'll see the truth. You'll actually see what's going on. You know, you did say just a second ago that science already heavily proves it. But one of the things that I've never been able to let go of um, in one of my classes in college in research method psychology, I've, I don't remember exactly what it said, but I have never forgotten it when they said that technically every fact in science that has ever been proven is still a hypothesis because there is the possibility that somebody could come along and show that there's actually a different way or there's something different than we originally thought. Mm -hmm. So even if it has been proven as fact, it is still tentative. Like that is the the core definition of you just have to read between the lines. It says it everywhere you look. If you're one of the people who's like, oh, science is the only way to believe. Like, yeah, but even scientists say there has to be something bigger or this wouldn't make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Big Bang is actually one of those things. Since we've had the James Webb telescope up in space, we've realized that we were actually wrong about the Big Bang in like some astronomical ways where we thought, in the earlier years of the creation of the universe, no galaxies were formed. And now we can see that fully formed galaxies were there. And it's like, ah, right. we were really wrong about a lot of stuff. But it's really, really interesting. Um, I had a, a download, let's say, but just, I, I don't know, it's more probably a, yeah, a download, why not? Um, but it was kind of more of a teaching to me. And it was basically this. I love science. I'm not even nearly like saying anything bad about science at the end of the day we're all in, the, in this game and we're learning about this game of course we're going to go towards science and science has done outstanding things and it's literally kept me and my family alive for a long time as well so mm -hmm. big fan but you got to realize that most of the world rely on science and what i mean by that is that if science says it's true, then it's true. But even with that way of thinking, these are the smartest people on the planet. These are people whose mind are like insanely powerful and insanely smart. And they know about things that I can't even compute. I get it. Yeah. All right. Let's give him the, <laughs> the job in the human race of figuring this stuff out. Yeah. Cool. I agree with you there. But still, you've got to realize something that no matter what anyone says in science it's only up to the limitation of our species understanding it yes it is not past that it is we can only prove that it's true based on the you understand yeah based yeah. on the limit now if you had let's say um a monkey right you can mm. you can teach a monkey how to drive a car we actually have we've taught monkeys how to drive like automatic cars and they get in they you put you put foot down on the pedal here it goes forward and they steer the car right mm -hmm. now that's a vehicle and think of your human being along with you know uh your your energy centers or chakras and everything else that is part of this as the vehicle now if the monkey get out gets out of the car and goes to his other monkey friends and goes i've just driven a car no you haven't it's like no i have like it literally went around the block and i put my foot down and it went like no oh oh yeah well tell me how the car works do you think the monkey's going to be able to explain how the combustion engine works literally like, like 
the monkey's not going to be like, I, what? It's like, all right, well, tell me how the engine works. How do the brakes work? How does this? And it's like, well, I, I, I you don't can't. have to know how it works yeah. to know that it was. But, but not even, I don't even know. I don't even need to know. I can't know because my mind is not able to know. The monkey's mind cannot understand the complexities of a combustion engine and how that works. But he can drive the car. Yes. You can work. You just, you just brought up a, a huge fucking story for me. Um, on my TikTok, I have actually posted a video where my partner and I once went into the backyard because we have like a whole bayou in our backyard. So we sat in the backyard and we did a breathing technique where we just stared at the bayou and all of it started to come to life as we were doing four seconds in, like two seconds out with the inhale, exhale. And we started to see everything come to life. I shit you not, the trees were purple. At first, I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to sound crazy. But my partner was like, I don't mean to sound weird, but the, the fucking trees are purple. And I'm like, no, they are. I see it too. And and like, we start seeing the nature walking. Like it can, it can literally be alive. But when I posted about this, so many people were like, yeah, I vibe with that. I totally get that. And then there were people that said, wow, bro's hallucinating because they weren't getting enough oxygen to their brain. And here's the thing though, how are you going to know that what I saw, just because that would be classified as a hallucination, that's because we don't have the means or the words to explain what a hallucination is. Mm -hmm. Sure, we can say I was hallucinating because that's the means that we have to explain it. But if that is the truth, how do we explain what a fucking hallucination is? Yeah. We only know what we know. That doesn't mean that I wasn't seeing the trees were purple and the bushes were walking. It just means that we don't have the means to explain why. Yeah. Like it, that, uh, our like, way of connecting with reality in that way is through hallucination. Right. But hallucination is seen as something that you're making up or something that your mind is tricking you. And it's like, hmm. That sounds like someone tried to get you not to go down that path. Right. <laughs> and even then, when you, when you think about imagination, and I think of this often, once again, we classify imagination as a make-believe, like you're creating something, you're making something up that's not actually real. But if the truth of the matter that I understand the universe to be is that there's no such thing as a possibility that didn't exist. So it's actually not possible to make something up because everything that could happen has happened in some reality. And so your imagination is never actually fake. It is never making something up. It's never false, but it's easier to get behind that than it is to accept the things that our brains don't have the means to compute yet. An imagination is actually how we heal through imagination. Your mind can't tell the difference between real life and imagination. So if your mind can't tell the difference between real life and imagination, it must be something, right? Right. <laughs> it must be something. But yeah, no, I, it's, these are things that I've thought for a while. And, and, you know, when I talked about the example of, you know, the monkey driving the vehicle of a car and everything, all right, prove it. And it's like, you're asking an ant to explain to you rocket science. Like what makes you believe that we're even capable of proving it the way you need proof? Like the way right. science proves things to go, oh, this is how it happened. How, how am I, who says we're even nearly at the stage or even we, that we can, who says that we can prove it in that way? To be like, yes, this is what we can prove it in the way that like, look, I'm driving the car and I've reached this destination. I've driven the car. I could be like, look, I'm going to manifest this in my life. And then it comes in my life. There's the proof. That's not proof. It's like, I, I, I can't take a little bit of reality off and then open it up for you. And like, that's just not how it works. But this is where I go back to like, you can't expect when you're creating the reality and you're expecting someone else to prove it. And plus, you've already got the belief that it's not true anyway. So it's not going to come into your reality because your beliefs are creating that reality for you that it's not true. But right. you can't expect someone else to try and prove that for you. It's not how this reality works. Right. Just not like that at all. Um, 
the one thing that I did want to kind of mention when we were talking about thoughts, the thoughts that I give out is kind of like the request of the reality that I want to experience. And the emotions is what brings it in, is attracts that mm-hmm. kind of in. And you and I were talking about resting and, you know, uh, the finances side of it. I remember a couple of years ago when I was waking up, when I like started my awakening, there was, uh, I moved out of this property and I was staying with friends for like three months. But I recently just gotten uh, internet with the internet service provider and it was only like a couple of months and then I moved out and they were like, look, we can freeze it for like a month or two, but then we need a new address. Otherwise you've got to pay for the whole thing. And I didn't have a new address. So I got to the stage where I had to pay the whole thing and it cost like 260 pounds or something. And I was just like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose 260 pounds. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, and panicking and panicking. I remember I spoke to my friend and he was like, no, don't let that happen. You know, phone them and say this and everything. And I was just like, I, 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 and I was in a really, really bad place. This was like when I was thinking about suicide and things like that. So I was already like in a really, really bad place. And then I realized this download came to me and I realized like, I was like, you know what? 10 years ago, I, I remember a scenario where I lost 250 pounds. And then I was like, but I'm okay. I'm completely right. okay today. You know, my, my son's fed. I'm actually paying the bills. I'm actually making more money than I ever have. I'm okay. Like everything's all right. And I was, I got to the stage where I was like, and you know what? I'll just, it's going to be so hard to convince them to give me this back because it literally wrote in the contract that if this happens, you have to pay the whole lot. And I signed the contract. So legally I had no like to, and I was like, I'm just going to let this go. Like, it doesn't matter. I want to save myself the mental strain and everything, but I felt it. I felt letting it go. It wasn't just yeah. a logical thing. I genuinely went, I'm going to let this go. I promise you a couple of days later, I got a call from uh, my management team and things like that. And they were like, oh, uh, the kind of head of department wants to talk to you, like, on Monday. I was like, why? Because you're getting a pay rise. I was like, what? <laughs> like, yep. He's like, yeah, we've all gotten pay rises. <laughs> I was just like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what? What? And it was that shift of that fear of, oh, my God, I'm going to lose this amount of money and just, ah, that I let go of that shifted me into a different reality of his more money yes this is that tribal consciousness that i spoke on last time we had the podcast where if you believe things from lack mindset and you always think that you know once the money goes oh no it's hard to get it back i'm living paycheck to paycheck there's never enough that is the reality you're going to continue to create but it's not enough to think to yourself it's okay money comes you have to feel it mm. because that is how this universe works. Earth is a feeling universe. That's just the natural law. So what happens is if you can actually accept things that are outside of your control and actually that's, you know, that just came as a download. That's how you get to the point of accepting um or sorry, that's how you get to the point of feeling things. When you accept that there are things that you can control and there are things that you cannot, and you don't try to control the things that you cannot, you put yourself in the space of understanding that you're doing your part. We are co-creators with the universe. So we want the thing that we want. The universe says, okay, it cannot give it to us until we release the need to control it because it is not our job to control it. It is their job. It is our job to want it. If yeah. you want it, they have to say yes. That's how it works. It's a natural law. The only reason you don't get it is if it's not in alignment you know, with yeah. your highest path. But I remember speaking on this last time. I literally had quit my job. 
no backup plan, no money coming in, nothing to my name, started selling all of my furniture, sold all like my iPad, my Apple watch, everything that I ever had. And at first, you know, I'm sitting here, lack mindset, lack mindset. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, my, my bank account's going to overdraft. Don't have any money coming in, just stressing out, stressing out, whatever. One day I get out a pen and paper. I'm going to have all the money to pay back my, um, the three months of rent that I haven't paid and, and all the bills that I need to pay. Within two days, I finally laid down one night and I was in my room. All I had was a futon left. I had no furniture, no bed, no dresser, no nothing. I barely had food in the freezer. I laid down and looked at one of the paintings that I had made on my wall and something came over my body. I felt the literal feeling of gratitude. I had thought gratitude before. Mm. I had thought I'm grateful for everything I have, trying to manifest things. But I actually looked around, thought to myself, you know, a lot of people would think I have nothing, but I still have a roof over my head. I still have food to put in my stomach and I'm safe. I'm so grateful. Mm. I went to sleep and the next day, $10,000 appeared on the fucking ground. You just have to feel it for it to actually manifest. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the last time you told me that story. It's such a cool story. And it's something that I completely resonate with. Um, we've gone over the hour mark, Jazz. Uh, so I think we can call it here now. But thank you so much for being on this episode. And as usual, I've had a blast with you. Um, so thank you. Yeah, always. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what we're going to do as well, we're actually going to continue this conversation and we're going to do an episode on Jazz's channel so whatever you're listening this on Jazz's channel will be in the link and uh, if you want to continue listening to our conversation jump on there and we will see you there so thanks again Jazz and see you in a bit